When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome to your Tuesday, 21st of February, just gone midday. You're on Afternoons with Staffy in association with the crew at Gull, giving you economical fuel options right around the country. They'll fuel your mission all year round. Fuel your car, your bike, your jet ski, the whole shebang. Great to have their company here. Um, special thoughts, as always, going out to all of the areas that are affected. I know it's... Um, Convenient to say Hawke's Bay, um, but also, gosh, Tolaga Bay, Tairawhiti, the whole area, Murawai, Coromandel, Northland, even people still in Auckland. I was out helping someone clean up on Saturday morning in Manyarewa, and it was amazing, really. They, it was a family with two kids who had gone to the grandparents, and it was mum and dad, me, a couple of people from his rugby league club. This place was destroyed, not to the extent of the others, but still bad. And um, all they were thinking about were the poor people that were worse than them. So if you're still one of those people, and it'll be a long, long rebuild, I know our thoughts here are definitely with you as we go through the next days, weeks, months. Um, it's going to be massive. Coming up on the show today, just after one, Miyamoto, Kiwi professional boxer. It's just been confirmed about an hour ago she's going to fight for a world title in Auckland in the Super Bantamweight, the IBO world title fight against um, Tanya Walters, a Canadian fighter. It's a vacant world title belt. Amazing. Amazing. So what a backstory she's got as well. So Mia Motu, uh, just after 1 o'clock. 1.40, Brad Walter, NRL.com senior rider. It's about to get underway, the NRL. Been a big pre-season, including World Club Championship uh, with the Panthers going down. Uh, Bharat Sundaresan, he's an SENZ cricket commentator, coming to us live out of India. So we'll talk through the India-Australia Test Series, which is sort of mirroring, mirroring, one of the hardest ways to say, uh, New Zealand-England, um, with one team dominant and one team not. Uh, we'll join Jimmy Smith across the ditch as we do at about quarter to four. We also have our, our regulars, what's making news. We've got draft day Tuesday today, which will be a little bit different. Uh, the vault is up to how much, Sam? We've gone 100 to 150, to, I think it's 250. Yeah, it's 250 the vault today, TAB bonus bet. So we'll have that for you and we'll have a look back in the day. But, midday madness. I tiptoe towards the subject. Women's football, football ferns. We are five months away from the FIFA Women's World Cup being in New Zealand and Australia. Arguably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, sporting event that New Zealand's held. And I think the magnitude of it will be felt when it actually arrives. We're in a pre-season, sorry, a pre-World Cup tournament sorting out the final qualifying spots here in New Zealand. I've been watching the football ferns and I've been watching a couple of the other games as well. And I'm always, uh, people that listen regularly, I'm a big supporter of women's sport, female athletes, but I'm really struggling with the football ferns. Um, Not saying they're not trying, but they just don't look good enough to me. So that's what our midday madness is. Now, I haven't followed women's football 
pretty much ever. I don't actually, I'm not a big connoisseur of football, but I've been watching because I'm excited about the FIFA Women's World Cup being here in New Zealand. And some of the best female athletes in the world will be on our shores plying their trade and entertaining us, and it'll be brilliant. I would just love New Zealand to look like they're a little bit better. And I'm not saying they're not trying hard, but I feel like they don't run fast. I feel like they pass to no one. I feel like I don't see shape. But I'm an absolute novice in football. A lot of you people out there are much better at reading football to me. So kicking and screaming, I've brought our international football correspondent. She's a staff member here, but she has played international uh, football internationally, not for America, but um, you hate me saying that you're a good football player, Casey. But thank you for agreeing to come in here begrudgingly. Um, and I've said I'm not going to tee off on the football ferns, but I am mystified how they've got to a ranking of world 20, 22, whatever they were, and they just don't seem up to it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, Seth. Um, <laughs> I think they're currently sitting at 24 in the world um, and just playing Portugal a couple of days ago, who I believe are 22nd, and Argentina last night, who are 29th. Um, so all arguably pretty close in FIFA rankings and got absolutely trounced by Portugal 5-0 and then um, looked a little bit better against Argentina last night, losing 2-0, but still... Um, yeah, it just doesn't seem to really be coming together for them on the field as a cohesive unit. And I am friends with some of those girls, have played alongside some of those girls and want the best for them. And I know they're absolutely going out there and, you know, giving everything they have for um, sounding a little bit elementary there. But like, it's just not they're not cohesive together on the field. You're not seeing like a national team quality standard when they step out there. Yeah, so I was watching Argentina, and cohesion's a really good term for it, Casey, because they look like they're playing in a team, they look like they've got structure, they've got patterns, they build as they move through the field, creating opportunities, whereas the football ferns look like they've just met each other in the dressing room before they ran out, and they've drawn straws to see which position they'll play, and and no one dominates, no one commands. And I, I haven't seen anything in the last few matches I've watched the football fans have gone, wow, that was amazing. Um, we lack pace, I feel like. Um, and just general on-the-ball skills and structuring a position, a terminus position, which creates a chance. I, I, I'm not seeing that, that I'm seeing from Taipei, Thailand, Paraguay, uh, Argentina, Portugal, Czech Republic. They create yeah, they they look a bit, bit disjointed. Um, I know they've been toying around with a few different formations, which I'm sure they're you know wanting to have a few up their sleeve when they get to the World Cup. But at this stage, you'd almost think that they'd want to be focusing to get one right before they you know move on to the second or the third. Um, I know there's been a couple injuries. Ellie Riley wasn't out there last night. Obviously, um, one of the Fern's strongest players. Um, so. You know, people are stepping in and obviously they're trying out different things with lineups and um, that sort of thing. When you're playing a match every three, four days in the World Cup, you need to be able to have a rotation going on. So obviously they're trying to do all of that, but um, to not see any sort of result or even like anything super, super promising is, is a little bit concerning. They were a bit unlucky in the first goal they gave away last night at the poor deflection, but 
I mean, you maybe scored zero to be three to one instead of two nil. I mean, there, it wasn't like it was an unfair result at the end of the match. I'd mm. say it just looks to me. And again, I always preface this: I'm no football fan, uh, no football follower, <laughs> um, and I don't fully understand the game. But um, Argentina's second goal, we had five, five of the white ferns behind the ball. They had two go up and they scored a goal, and three three of our players just left flat footed. And I'm just like. What's going on? And my overarching thing is maybe they're just not good enough on the international stage, which is very different to they're not trying. I 100% believe they're trying as best they can, which then led me to why. And we're a small country. um, And when you look at the attraction that the Black Ferns, the Black Ferns Sevens, maybe the more gifted athlete is being drawn to that because they... I think you said a phrase this morning, see it, be it. Um, they're world champions. Um, they're winning World 7 Series. They're fast. They're strong. They're combative. They're fit. That's easier to aspire to than to be a, a football player in New Zealand at the moment, I think. Um, and if you get the young girls going along to watch the football ferns losing 4-0 USA, 5-0 USA, 5-0 Portugal, 2-0 Argentina, it's not aspirational. Yeah, it's um, it's concerning because, like you mentioned earlier, that is the biggest tournament in the world for women's football is coming to New Zealand and Australia in uh, five short months, and it's such a platform to be able to inspire young girls and for them to come out and you know watch girls from their country compete on the biggest stage and dream to to be that. And um, yeah, the football friends have a long way to go in five months to be able to kind of garner that support from you know just a casual fan who might just come out to a game because you know the world cup's in their country um you know they're gonna hop on the bandwagon of the u.s or you know sweden or another um larger nation um that will be there if they're winning and having results and stuff and look i hope i hope i'm wrong i hope that they can turn this around in five months and um like if you can't get up for the World Cup in your own country, you're never going to get up for any any match. So you know, hopefully, when they take on Norway, July twentieth, it's um, an inspired squad taking the field, and that it can resonate with with people and young girls watching. Because um, I know the power that that can have is seeing it right in front of you. How do you react to my opening remark? I have to tiptoe around the subject because. <laughs> As you know, yeah, I mean, you've lived in New Zealand a few years now. We absolutely give the All Blacks a toweling, the Black Caps a toweling when they're not performing. And I'm in the media, and I'm scared to criticise the football ferns, <laughs> but they are our national representative team. Um, and the reason I don't want to be overcritical is I don't come from a position of knowledge on the game, so I, I, I have to be. I'm wary of that. But my gosh, I've. I've compiled their games since February 2019. I won't tell you the scores of the teams, but it goes like this. uh, Loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, win. We're going okay. Then, loss, 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 draw, loss, 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 win. Loss, loss, draw, loss, 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 loss. Wow. If the FIFA World Cup wasn't in New Zealand, we'd be providing referees and... uh, lines people, we wouldn't get anywhere near it. Five months isn't long enough to turn this around, I don't think. So I want to put the football ferns and ring fence, the coach and the players who are probably doing their very best, and I'd argue they're probably playing the best they can without without the structure you'd like to see, 
So outside the football ferns, women's soccer in New Zealand, women's football in New Zealand, club, school, is there enough quality, skill, resource going in that area in New Zealand? Yeah, it's a it's a bigger question, which I probably can't speak fully to, but I have played in the country for the last few years um, at the Prem and National League level. Um, you know, this past season in Women's National League here, the top four teams out of all of the teams around the country uh, were all Auckland-based teams. Um, a little bit of dilution of talent, maybe, um, or everybody just happens to be here in Auckland, and we played the whole winter league together and then the other teams around the country were kind of formed from other regions uh, so they hadn't spent the whole winter playing together but I don't know I think it, it is it does come down to maybe a development question um, just from the ground up because yeah take away you know the co- current coach or the formations and the current players there um, you know if if the issue is that we're just not good enough um, I think that starts at the bottom and from a youth a youth level, like you were saying earlier, you know, like the rugby and the sevens and all of that, like it's normally a country that punches above its weight in sport. Um, and yeah, it's a small nation, but um, yeah, the the rugby and the netball and, and all of that, like in the Olympics and stuff, you know, you guys seem to do just fine. It is why, why isn't football, soccer getting those athletes? Why are they going elsewhere and it it seems like it's in the communities like I see it you know like I played for spring western western springs and you know there's all little kids running around on Saturday mornings and I don't know whether the focus is just on rugby and you know kids lose interest and they want to do something else or I don't know the answer the the bigger issues but I do think it starts at the bottom at a developmental level and um, then rises to the top. So we've got to look a little bit longer term, I think, because if you look at the Phoenix women's side, I think they've had a win and a draw since their yep, inception. Yep. That's not good enough, and that's that's below international standard, but that's mm-hmm. where our international players are going to come from. They will be getting better, but my word, I feel like whew, I feel like competing on the international stage is on about floor 12 of the football building, and we're still trying to find a park in the basement before we can even start climbing the stairs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think, like you said, you kind of tiptoe around, like, criticising them, but I think it's it's fair. And as a former woman athlete and, like, wanting equality across the board, like, I think, you know, you have to criticise as much as you lift up. So I think it's definitely fair to kind of have the microscope on them, especially knowing what's coming in five months. And even if it wasn't in New Zealand, you'd be concerned um, because it is the biggest tournament that you're training for and looking to put your best foot forward and to yeah, have results like that. I think their most recent win was against the Philippines, two to one. And they do have the Philippines in their, their bracket um, in the World Cup, which is on paper the game that they absolutely have to win. Um yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can. Um, hopefully they can turn things around and yeah, get some results. But we'll so, see. So if you could do one thing, like um, we can't make them run faster. That's my real <laughs> beef. Is they just get beaten to the ball. So you can't make them run faster. Um, are they fit enough? Um, you can't teach them enough skills to get them in contention in five months. <laughs> What's something we can change in five months? That's a hard question. I know. Yeah, it's a hard question. Um, 
And like I said, the desire and the passion, like if you can't get up, get yourself ready and motivated to play in a World Cup game, like you never will be um, as an American. And I know sometimes like we get criticized for not being as technical as we should be. And like you, you breed a bunch of athletes, you know, they're fit, they're strong. Um, you know, they're running circles around everybody on the field. Um and for me as a player, that was always, if I was fit, then my game came. Um, it wasn't the other way around. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I know that they work with some of the top strength and, condition, strength and conditioning coaches in the country. So it's not to say they're not working hard. But, um, yeah, I mean, that is something you could improve in five months for sure, um, is your, your overall fitness and um, explosiveness off the ball. But, again, I think it's just the cohesion as a team, um, just trying to gel together and and just find that collective, I don't know, motivation to like rise above. Like I said, I've played with some of these girls. I know that the level that they can play at and yeah, hopefully they can find it within themselves to yeah, just come together um, on the biggest stage. Mm. Well, as we say, we're going to be critical of them, but we doesn't mean we don't support them. It means we care and we want them to do better. Casey, thanks for chatting to me today. All good stuff. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> so there you go. What are your thoughts, people? 0800 Have you watched? Have you been a bit dismayed like me? I'm so excited we've got such a massive sporting event coming to New Zealand. I'd just like our nation's representative at that tournament to be a bit better than what they are. And I have no idea about why and why not, which is why we gratefully thank Casey for coming in. But the record's not flash. What's been your observations, people? 0800 150 Love to hear from you. 0800 150 Talking about the football ferns. We talked to Joey. G'day, Joey. Yeah, g'day, Steph. Look, um, they, they haven't got much attack, you know. Um, when you're going into games, and, and uh, you know, and especially in football, you know, the, You've got to score goals to win games. Now they've played the last four games, haven't scored a goal. They've they've had a, the first game against uh, the states. They had no shots on goal. Well, that's that's to me part of coaching. You know, you you you've got to coach the side to attack. Don't worry about your defence too much because that'll come. You know, goals will happen. You know, in your defence, and you and you don't want to be leaking goals. If you were leaking goals five and six six nil nil or whatever, you know that's not that's that's not good at all. But if you were getting beaten 4-2 or 4-3, well, then you can work on something, Steph. You know, you can go, well, OK, our defence is not that great, but we're scoring goals. Mm. These girls, to me, aren't getting the balls, crossing the balls and getting them into the box so, so that they can, they can score. Um, you know, they'll have two shots on goal and, and, and everyone will go, that's, that's acceptable. And look, not being mean to the coach, but I think since, since she's taken over... Um, and her regime, they've gone a little bit backwards. And, and you know, it's, it's hard to say because you don't want to be too critical of them and, and, and everything. But I would get the, the girls out there that are um, that are the attackers. And I would, especially when, you know, when you're not you're only having one or two shots on goal, I would keep them out, out at training for another half hour and just getting balls, the girls to cross balls in from the wings into the box it doesn't matter if they miss them or whatever. Just keep doing that, and eventually that will come right. And then, you know, you also you get, say, two of your midfielders to obviously playing balls through to them. And then they'll get the confidence of, oh, instead of um, just passing around and, and, and oh, passing the ball, oh, we, you know, we did 172 passes. 172 passes is no good if you can't score. Mm-hmm. It's simple. 
know, you've got to be able to score, and they're not doing that at all um, at the moment. And that's that's their downfall, I think, at the moment. Their their attackers, they're not scoring, or they're not they're not making chances. If you if you make plenty of chances, eventually you'll put one or two in the back of the net. And if and if you get beaten three two or whatever, that's fine. I mean, I look at it just quickly, staff. I look at it at, at West Ham's one of the sides at the moment in the English league. Their, their strikers are terrible, and they could well get relegated because their, their strikers aren't doing the job, you know. And they go one nil down, then then you're not going to win, you, or you're struggling to win. And this is what's happening, I think, with the New Zealand girls. They're going one nil down and going, where are we going to get a goal from, or where are we going to, you know, we shots on goal. You know, if you if you get the shots on goal, eventually, surely one one will go in, or one or two will go in. If they don't, at least if you've had seven, ten. 12 shots on goal, at least you're doing that part, that part's starting to work. But at the moment, from what I see, it's not working at all, you know? Yep, good points, really good points. Um, I, I wish I felt like they were close to doing that, but I just feel like they're a wee way away. But um, appreciate your call, Joey. Thank you, sir. No worries. You guys have a nice day. Cheers, buddy. Uh, quickly, we go to Troy. G'day, Troy. Steffi, hey, mate. G'day, Troy. Um... I'm glad you brought it up, the, the topic. I'm a bit like you. It's, uh, you feel like, well, I'll speak for myself, you feel like you can't be critical um, against a side, but the reality is, you know, you read out the, the proofs and pudding there, you read out those results, and that's shocking. And that's, um, you know, they're, they're the, the top echelon of women's football in the country, and they need to be performing better. And I, I get the feeling that the coach is, uh, whether or not she's been asked to, but I, I think she might be a little bit too nice, to be fair. And, um, I think they need to hold hard facts, you know. Girls, you're, you're playing in a World Cup in five months' time. For me, they're lacking, um, you know, talking about the other guy, for me, you know, strikers win games, but defenders win championships. And it starts at the back, and that's where the game builds from. But that they just seem to be lacking in all areas of the game, with um, their speed, their technique, uh, the, the enthusiasm. Um, and, you know, to me, a lot of that lies with the coach. The coach is, is, is there to get the best out of the players and, and to work with the team to, you know, to, to improve on that technique, etc. But um, they've gone backwards. They've clearly gone backwards. It's been disappointing watching these pre-season games, and, and I'll be getting along on Thursday night, and I'll keep supporting them. But five months, um, you know, and Casey, you had on there before, um, they are not fit enough, and they need to be fit enough because that creates mental toughness. And, and to me, they're lacking in those critical, you know, that mental toughness and their uh, mental, uh, the, the uh, technical areas. Um, and and that's, that's, a, that's coaching to me. They're a young bunch of girls. You know, when you, when you look at the previous teams, there's a few players missing some age and experience. And you take a couple of, um, you know, girls that have been around the American scene for a long time. You take them out of the, the picture and you're left with a really cool bunch of young, reasonably inexperienced girls. And, and um, you know, that's tough. But um, there's players in that side that need to step up and, and uh, be accountable. And the coach and the coaching staff need to be accountable as well. So that that's a really appalling record that you... And that's that's quite sad, actually. And any other sport in this country, and we'd, be, um, we'd have the knives out. So, um, But, you know, just to, on, a, on a positive note... Um, I think they can turn around there. It's going to be tough, you know, but to be competitive, not to get in your butt kicked in every game, and that's what we want. We want to see some toughness, some grip, some good old Kiwi determination and, and giving it your best shot, you know. So, um, 
yeah, good luck to the girls. Good luck on Thursday night against the Argies, and I'll be there supporting them. But um, I think they need the cold hard facts, and the coach needs to, to um, you know, be cruel to be kind. Yeah. So that's my lot. Good points, Troy, and thanks for carrying on supporting them. I, I will support them as well. Um, I just need to get my head around why it's not happening for them at the moment. That's Troy. 0800 150 811. Keen to get your thoughts on the football ferns after the news. You better start to move your feet to the rockinest beat of madness. Yeah. <clears throat> 0800 150 11 text in here saying football at the youth level is user pays. The talented kids cannot afford the talent centres, etc. Another consideration. Something else too. Abby Ursig, um, 49 times capped for the Football Ferns. Um, doesn't make herself available for the Football Ferns. Um, she's playing, I think she's in the US, playing her professional trade. Hasn't played for the Football Ferns since 2017 or 18, something like that. That's a red flag for me. That's Steve, Stephen Adams not playing for the Tall Blacks type scenario. Um, she does talk around the issue, and I just get a feeling there's some reason she won't play. Um, so I don't know. And just looking at their results, if I, I looked at 2019, for example, so I'm just wondering what's gone wrong. In 2019... Um, they had a swag of games, actually. Australia, they lost 2-0. Then they beat Argentina 2-0. They beat Norway 1-0. They beat Mexico 2-1. They beat England 1-0. Interspersed with losses to the States, Wales, Netherlands, Canada, Cameroon. So that was um, 2019 was a 1-2-3-4 win, 6-loss, six 6-7-loss six season. But they played some pretty good sides. Um, 2020 obviously cut short due to um, COVID, just the two losses and a draw. Um, and then they just haven't had a result of note. 2021, once they got back up and away, three losses and a win against South Korea. 2022, drew with Czech Republic, lost to Aussie twice, lost to Norway, um, Drew with Wales, then they beat Mexico and the Philippines back-to-back, September 2022. But since then, she's been slim pickings. Uh, and then this year, which is the most important year, 4-5-0 and five nil to USA. I'd sort of excuse that. USA, I think, are far and away the best team in the world. But Portugal, 5-0, Argentina 2-0. They've got a chance at redemption, which is just the Argentinian game um, on the 23rd. When's that? Thursday. Thursday they're playing Argentina. So I just, I just watching it, I'm a huge, I'm very patriotical when it comes to New Zealand um, sports teams, athletes on the world stage, and I watch and I cheer and I hope. But it just looks like we have slower athletes, less skilled athletes than what we're seeing from the other countries. I'm seeing the other countries playing as a unit, and I don't feel like I'm seeing New Zealand playing as a unit. Once again, I'm no football expert. Um, had a couple of calls in the first half hour saying the attack. Well, I haven't seen an attack. It looks blunt. Like they always seem to have more defenders than our attackers, and they seem to have more attackers than we have defenders. So, is there a transitional part of football that we're just not getting right? We're not building. We're, there's all those Hail Mary kicks down the field, hoping 
that will find someone and just wellying it from the defensive goal box just to clear some time and distance. We don't seem to construct much. Um, that's my unfootball brain watching that. So if you know a bit more about football than me, and that's most of you, 0800 Scott from Wellington. G'day, Scott. Hey, Steph. How are you going? Good, Scott. Um, yeah, I think following on what the, the other two guys said before, um, is, as well as um, if you're not creating anything in attack, obviously you're not going to score. And I think one of the, the biggest issues that I've got, and I've, I've got to admit, I, I follow football very closely, but obviously not as much on the women's side. Um, but I, I do watch the Ferns when they do play. And... Um, I, I think you're right. They haven't got the speed to utilise the, the space around the field. And, and obviously one of the key things in football is uh, using that space and, um, you know, creating those chances for the ball to come into the box. And, and we just don't have the speed down the flanks to be able to do that. Um, and I don't think we're skillful enough to go through the middle, um, which is the other option that you, you'd want to do. And what I sort of have seen as well is, um, I mean, I'll take the USA games out of it because um, USA are obviously so far ahead that it's, it's hard to look at it in that play. But um, in the other games, is we've just got no patience when we've got the ball. It's, it's basically not, not looking up and seeing what is available. It's just get in there and just hit it upfield and, and hope as well at the same time. Um, yeah, you know, I, I sort of the same. I feel like when we're in position, we just send it downfield and turn it into a 50-50 position. Maybe we get it, maybe we don't. There doesn't seem to be a lot of construction going on. Exactly, exactly. And, and I mean, if you, you're doing that, I mean, teams work that out pretty quick. And, you know, if, you, if you're just trying to hit it up to your striker and they're solely up there by themselves... Uh, all you have to do as a, um, a defensive team is just put two players on them and um, it, it becomes impossible to, to to get away from it and, and then be able to create anything at the same time. So, Scott, you clearly watch a lot more football than me and you've watched a little bit of the football ferns and I don't want... This might sound harsh, but I feel like we're, we're probably not as fit as the other teams. We're definitely not as fast as the other teams and their skill set isn't what the other teams have got. And I'm not saying they're not trying. I think they're trying as hard as they can, but they're just not good enough. And I feel like a twat saying that, but I just feel like we're not good enough. To sum up, pretty much, yeah. Um, I mean, we, we have obviously quite a few of the players come through the, the A-League women's competition, which is still a pretty new competition at the same time. Um, we've got a sprinkling of players that play in, in other leagues around the world, but I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's like the, the men's side of things as well at times is, yeah, you get your players like Chris Wood and, and Winston Reid and that, that, that made it to the top, or made it to obviously at the top of the Premier League. And, um, you know, when you've got those players, you utilise them. But we just really haven't got that at the moment. And, and I mean, the other teams are, you know, they are quite far ahead of us. And, and I mean, the, the competitions that they play in for, you know, like in the States, the, um, the Super League, the women play in over in, in the UK and that as well is just, it's so far ahead of, of obviously the A-League. And, you know, if, if we're not playing that week in, week out, it does make it a lot harder. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough watch. Okay, Scott, thanks for calling, buddy. No worries. Have a good day, Steph. You too, mate. Scott out of Wellington there. Join in the conversation if you like. 0800 150 Yeah, an interesting subject, this uh, football ferns, and trying to identify what needs to change, what needs to happen. My, my actual feeling is 
do we have to take like a 10-year approach? Yes, we'll host this. It'll be an amazing um, football tournament. It's a World Cup in New Zealand and Australia. It's fantastic. But if New Zealand football um, want these football ferns to be inspirational for our youngsters to be aspiring to be to be the, they need it looks like there's no quick fix they probably have the best women's football players available new zealanders playing for the football ferns and they're not cutting it they are trying but they're not cutting it so interesting text about academies and development of football sam you went through i know it's a wee while since you went through school and you went to the states on a football scholarship what what and it's probably not too different over in the States now to when it was 10 years ago when you were there. How do they treat aspiring football players, soccer players in America? Mm. Well, I mean, it's that they're big on any sport, obviously. You know, like the, I was sort of blown away with the school I went to and the resource that was there with like our field, I think, cost something like $3 million or $4 million just the football field with all the drainage and the way it was set up in the grass and all that sort of stuff. It was a, an expensive field. But, you know, and then the locker rooms and, and you, know, you walk in, your, your training kit's all washed and folded and everything's wow. sitting at your locker. And then at the end of the day, you throw it back in. The next day, it's all clean. They're ready for you to go. Um, you know, you had like team managers that, um, you know, made sure all the cones and balls were out by the time you got out there. It was like very highly resourced for basically high school. Um, so, but, and that was like every sport. They just really do throw everything at it. But, I think the college system is, particularly for for soccer football, you obviously wouldn't go there as a rugby player because the competition's better in New Zealand. But see, if you're a young footballer, male or female, um, not only can you get an education while you're playing, but the the level is very high. You're getting players from all over the world now um, going to the college system over in the States. So that's a great pathway. And I know a lot of our football ferns um, women are going over to the States now to do the college system. I just think the biggest problem, Steph, is... We and, and it's the men's side is exactly the same as the women's side. We just don't play as much, as many games as these other teams. Like when you look at the European teams and the South American teams who play in these like local international competitions like the, the Copa America or the Euros or whatever, constant games, constant competition. Whereas, you know, look at the All Whites. They play two games every two years type thing. And mm. you're just not going to get better as a national side. No matter how good your players are and where they're playing in the world, where they come from. I, I've always speculated, like, what if we set up a New Zealand football base in Europe? So for the men's and the women's team, so for the football ferns and all whites, you set up full-time in Europe so that people that are coming from Europe, it's not a big travel factor. So guys like Chris Wood are only having to take a, a one-hour, two-hour flight. Um, same with people in, you know, Russia or Turkey, wherever they're playing. They come and meet their... Jeez, and you've picked two ripper countries. I know, sorry. I don't know why those two came to my head first. <laughs> they in the uh, headlines. Yeah, Syria. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but the, and then obviously you've got close European competition. The biggest problem we have is we can't get teams to travel down to New Zealand to play because it's a 14-hour flight during an uh, international window. It's not enough time for players to leave their clubs, get back, be fit, etc. So you have it in Europe. And you can play a whole bunch of Europe countries. They don't even have to be good ones, Steph. Like we can play, you know, not that like Switzerland. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not a Germany. It's not a Belgium. It's not a Netherlands. But like a Switzerland, you know. And you pick those sort of small countries or a Hungary or whatever. Norway, Denmark. Norway, correct. And yeah. you just play them regularly in Europe. Now, then, when the opportunity arises, you bring the team back home and you play the home games back in New Zealand. But. What we need to do is these play. If you're playing for the national team, they need to be playing regular games because I genuinely think two things. Firstly, we are definitely good enough. Like we have athletes in New Zealand. Look how we do at the Olympics. Look how we do in rugby and cricket and all these sports. We overachieve. We have good athletes in this country. So I don't just. I don't think we don't have the skill. I think we have the skill somewhere in there. 
but so we've so we so we do have the skill. The other thing that I think I don't know where I'm going with this now, but more games is basically my my bottom line. Is your, more games. Your point about sort of cohesion. We have the athletes. Imagine yeah. someone like Michaela Blyde had played soccer football since she was six. Mm. That speed, that strength, that fitness, that determination, and I don't see that physiologically the athlete in the football ferns. Mm. Um, people like um, Maddie Gordon in, in, in the netball, um, Kimi Oropoi, rapid, fit, yeah, fast. Do you know the ironic thing, though, is, is that football, probably more so than any other sport in New Zealand, I would argue this, and some, you, know, you can definitely um, go and look up the, the actual stats on this, but I would say football is one of the highest retention of any sport in New Zealand in terms of you play football when you're in high school, you generally play it when you're out of high school, you play club level. If you're, if you're semi-decent, you'll play first-team reserves, but if you're not, you generally play with mates, and, you, and a lot of people play, and then you've got Masters League, so when you're over 35, you play in Masters Leagues. Like People keep playing football, whereas mm. rugby, we know the drop-off is dire after high school if you don't make a super rugby team whatever people just completely fall off a cliff so that so to to a point there's a massive pool to pick from in terms of players huge pool of footballers Mm. that keep playing post high school and maybe get better and maybe develop late and you know peak at different times so your, your point there about why don't we have like they're definitely out there but it's just putting them on a stage that is competitive regularly because if they're just playing local women's league for Birkenhead or Central United or whatever, we know that that doesn't compare to these women playing in Argentina, these women playing in the UK, you know? Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, a la- it's a layered thing, though, isn't it? There's a lot of layers to it, but I, I'm sort of in your camp. I, it's disappointing. I think the all whites are the same. I think it's disappointing at where our two football national teams sit. Which is a really high participation sport. I know on yep. the men's side, I don't know about the women's. But in, in, in just to wrap it up, in 2019, we beat Argentina, we beat Norway, we beat Mexico, and we beat England. They are wow. serious. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, great competitors. In 2019. But, you know, then the momentum faded away. And I guess COVID probably has played a role, but mm, we certainly haven't bounced back well yeah. from that. Anyway, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. I mean, uh, football has the World Cup and New Zealand get pantsed. Rugby has the same and wins. So which one is attracting the talented athletes? My point, you've got to aspire to, you know, I'm thinking about the 7 to 12-year-old girls who aspire to represent New Zealand. What's what's inspiring them at the moment? Is it the football ferns? Is it the black ferns? Is it Zoe zadowski Sinnott? Is it Sophie Pascoe? Is it Lisa Carrington? You know how the kids work. If you're six or seven and you're watching Sophie Pascoe winning gold medals and world titles, Dad, I want to learn how to kayak. And you're watching the football ferns getting towed up by USA and Portugal. I don't think they'll aspire to it because that's how kids operate. So if you see on football about serious about um, building participation in the women's game, um, I feel like they need a decade plan, a, a serious decade plan to change the fortunes. Anyway... Coming up, 1 o'clock news on the other side of this, Mia Motu. She's got a world title fight in boxing just around the corner.